Welcome back into a, another episode of Behind the Bench with Carter Eckel. This is episode 35. I am your host, Carter E. If uh, we sound maybe a little different today, it's because Jeff and I are not in the same place. We are testing a, a new setup on this end, but uh, that's just a little disclosure behind the scenes, obviously, as an audio medium. Uh, it may just sound a little different in our voices. We don't necessarily need to be in the same place, but... We appreciate you guys who have been along with us along the ride so far, and we also need to thank today's title sponsor, which is Double J Auto in Gardnerville. You can find them online at www.doublejautoinv. I am, of course, joined by my producer, Jeff Mulvihill Jr. Jeff, how are you doing today? I am doing okay. Got to shoot hanging a game in last there. night. Yeah, hanging in there. Got to shoot a game last night. Not happy about the result, but I got to shoot a game last night. <laughs> one of those uh, just take so many photos and only only a couple of them are, are up to your, your standards, if you will. I honestly haven't even had a chance to go through them because I got home okay. late. And there's a few that I saw. One I'm kind of excited to see closer, but it was late and I just packed it in. Well, we got a few things to uh, to touch on today. Definitely got some some local news for you. Obviously, we'll do do a little bit of a MLB draft. Which, if uh, for those of you who listen to this and get the paper, we'll have a little bit more of an extended thing in uh, Wednesday's Nevada Appeal about the MLB draft and just any other local kids that happen to go. So far, it's just Robbie Snelling, as Jeff and I were here talking about uh, before we started recording. Snelling was the 39th pick of the San Diego Padres in the competitive balance round a. So just still first round, but post the official first round with baseball's uh, competitive balance pit draft picks. Jeff, I know I explained that to you. Do you think it's worth trying to walk that through? Or should we just assume that the audience understands what the competitive balance picks are? The cliff notes version. Yeah. Cliff notes version is the Padres got that pick. It's in the name, right? The, the picks are a competitive balance. It's designed to balance out competitiveness um, where teams will lose a specific player of free agency or not sign a draft pick um, much like the Kumar rocker situation from last year. Uh, Obviously he was drafted again this year, but um, you, you lose that pick, you will get a competitive balance pick at the first end of the first round or lose a free agent, get that competitive balance pick at the end of the first round, which is where, uh, the Padres end up with that pick. Obviously, we are recording this Monday morning. Monday, I believe, is rounds 3 through 10 here, and then Tuesday is rounds 11 through 20 of the MLB draft. But essentially, the Padres got that pick for, I couldn't tell you exactly where or when they got that pick, but that's how they came about that pick. Um, and as we were also discussing from some of those MLB.com mock drafts we all we all got to look at from, I mean, what was it in? May on, um, where he was, you know, 16. Then I saw one at 13. Then he, the most recent one, he was at 29 and 30. Um, as a Giants fan, I imagine him going to the Padres and the Giants passing on him means he will inevitably torture the NL West for the next 15 years. But, uh, anyways, <laughs> the biggest, the biggest difference for Snelling will just be, it would just be signing bonus money, at least right off the bat. Obviously, he will still be headed to the minor leagues and, I actually don't know where the Padres minor league teams are, but I imagine they're probably more West Coast than than East Coast. Obviously, I could be wrong there. I'm not going to Google that here just this second, but congrats to him. Uh, Snelling, Adam McQueen, saw him pitch, I guess, in five or six times uh, this past spring. 
easily 20, 20 to 30 scouts in attendance every time. It didn't matter who the opponent was. Everybody was, was there to see him. Uh, I well, think you, the, you sent one me of the, that photo from the press box at Carson of all the, the radar guns, and I didn't even know that was going on. I was on the field and very focused on the game and trying to get something, and it's hard to get something with him pitching because they're not hitting him. And then you sent me right. that picture. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, the, I think the the other the other uh, funny may not be the right word. I don't want to insult anybody here, but when he came out in the McLean Douglas game, right, he pitched six or seven innings, and he he got pulled because they went like eleven, and uh, he got pulled, and all, all the scouts went. left. You yeah. could watch them all just departing out in center field because uh, they knew who they were there for, and I'm sure. I'm sure they. Uh, I remember Keegan Snooks particular through that game, and he had a pretty nice game for Douglas. So, I mean, you know, definitely probably popped on some people's radars. But they, I mean, when you're there for a first first round pick, it's uh, yeah, you're you're there to see one person. And scouts, especially MLB scouts, are flying all over the place all the time. You don't don't have a. I imagine they don't have a ton of time to just nonchalantly take in a high school baseball game. So, congrats to Robbie Snelling. Uh, I'm honestly not entirely sure what the rest of the area looks like as far as potential draft picks. We'll be interested to see. I know a lot of talent here, baseball-wise, going off to play in college. I know Reno's got, always has players that are going off to play in college. I know Douglas has a lot of guys that signed as well. Um, so be curious to see how how that shakes out there. Uh, for those of you curious, the Giants drafted a two-way player at number 30, so a pitcher and a hitter. A uh, little Shohei Otani effect, if you will. Uh, though the if scouts only. say he's... Yeah the, yeah, the scouts say he's a better pitcher than he is a hitter, but that's what the scouts say. Things things change all the time from what scouts say. Moving on to just some more local news here. Uh, a Carson High alum has now taken over the Galena girls basketball job. That is Tiffany O'Day. She was a 2009 Carson High graduate. She actually played under current head coach Todd Ackerman when Ackerman was in his first stint with the Senator girls basketball team uh, there in the late 2000s, early 2010s. O'Day went on to attend the University of Nevada, Reno for a year and then played at St. Charles in St. Paul, Minnesota, I believe I got that correct. But she takes over the Galena job. She was an assistant there for roughly the last eight years, I believe. So very familiar with that program and will be uh, a familiar face uh, around the area for those of you who maybe uh, remember. (laughs) I know with a small town, a lot of people remember those athletes that are still still hanging around and she worked for took her first coaching job at incline uh ended up coaching the carson freshman team for a year alongside um assistant boys coach andrea hoff and then moved over to galena where she has been there for the last eight seasons there so that story was in this past saturday's Nevada Appeal. You can also find that online at www.nevadaappeal.com. This week we got a uh, got some more stories for you. It's uh, things are starting to pick back up a little bit with uh, sports news, I guess. And maybe I'm also getting more stuff sent my way and pushing myself a little harder to to knock these out now that we're through June and whatnot. But another Carson High alum has been rowing for the Canadian national team, and Tarek Bean. That is a story we'll have for Wednesday. I talked to him at the end of last week. It's a pretty cool one. I don't want to uh, give away too many spoilers, but it's it's funny to see these Carson High alums that don't 
play a particular sport until college or post-college and oh yeah we're just potentially going to make the olympics in said sport uh chase bluebird comes to mind obviously now we have Tarek bean it's it's pretty wild to see to see that and obviously i think that speaks to the level of level of athlete that's capable of coming out of northern nevada let alone you know carson high school but um jeff do you both those sports too those two kids that you mentioned Tarek and and chase both big strong mm -hmm. kids and i've talked to i've talked to uh Tarek's mom a while back uh about it and i didn't know about the olympic part that's awesome big strong kid uh, yeah the baseball. olympics are obviously a goal for yeah. them they're yeah. not quite there yet but. yeah well, that's exciting yeah so that story will be out wednesday the douglas girls golf team also got an invite to the uh I'm blanking on the name here off the top of my head, but it was the, like the junior national tournament at Pinehurst in North Carolina. So for any golf fans, Pinehurst country club or Pinehurst golf course, very famous uh, golf course has hosted the U S open. Um, at least not too long ago. I don't have the year directly off the top of my head, but a very cool experience. That was a couple weeks ago. I chatted with them also at the end of last week. So that story will be in Wednesday's record courier. Uh, it was the four, Four Douglas High golfers in they got the invite after winning the class three A title, excuse me, and had a heck of a competition out there. Um they weren't, you know, they didn't do anything miraculous scores wise or anything, but just to be out there and have that invite and that opportunity sounds like it was an incredible experience and they got to play against some golfers that were really good and uh some names you may may end up seeing here on uh, the professional circuit. At least some of the some of the scores I was seeing uh, high school girls shoot at this you know prestigious professional course when you have an entire team go twelve over. That's that's Make sure it's pretty impressive. Sell your clubs and uh, go play a different sport. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty impressive to see to see those kind of scores. But obviously, uh, a really cool experience. I know it was something that they were very just. I think it was. I mean, when you add in travel, you get to hop on a plane, go to the other side of the country to play golf. Um, you got to get used to some some different uh, environmental factors, I guess. Definitely some humidity. I know it's different grass out there at Pinehurst as well. But still to have that opportunity and coming off winning a Class 3A state title, too, which it sounds like they're not getting enough credit for from uh, their fellow students. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, still, either way, they uh, they have that to to hold hold to them. And it's uh, it should be a good story coming out Wednesday. So make sure to check that out in the record career. That banner goes on the wall. So or in the it Raptors absolutely Douglas, does. So your, your name's not on that banner, but people know. People remember, yeah. And yeah, nobody asks what level you want a state title in when you tell them you want a state title later on in life. Yeah, all the gyms have your state your state banners are over there and your regional banners are over there, and you're on that one. When you come back at, you know, what, 38 for your 20-year class reunion, they're not going to be saying, hey, you own that title in 3A, it doesn't count. Like, no, 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 we're not. there's not going to be any of that. It's going to count all the same. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks you you hold that you hold that state title for the rest of your life and that's that's why you play that's exciting that they get to go I and mean, that that's a long ways to go and uh, i'm sure there's a lot of uh, anxiety when you get out there on the course and got to focus 
Yeah, yeah, and I think I think they were very much from talking to him. They were very much more, you know, okay, it's a it's an honor, it's a privilege to be out here. There's not a a ton of pressure to perform well. Um, I don't think they went in with the expectations of winning or anything like that. So, I think they ended up finishing, you know, a couple hundred strokes off the first place uh, team. But once again, I mean, when you have a team of four and each of them shoot roughly three over for three days. I mean, that's playing basically scratch golf at a professional course. That's anybody who's played golf. I, I think would understand quite how impressive that is. Or if you don't go try and swing a golf club and see if you can play 18 holes and shoot a 72 because I can't. And I've been playing golf since I was 18. So <laughs> I'm not even going to try. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a sport of patience, and it's it's hard to be patient for four hours. <laughs> On every shot, you there's so many things that you can do wrong, and yeah, I mean, guys like Tiger make it look so simple. He just you know, let's get up there and hit the ball. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know if you caught any of the uh, British Open or the Open um, this past past weekend, but. Cam Smith with a comeback of a lifetime to take it on Sunday. He was four strokes down going into the final round. Uh, Rory McIlroy and Victor Hovland were tied for the lead. Rory just couldn't make a putt to save his life on Sunday. He ended up finishing 18 under. And uh, you want to talk about consistency. Cam Smith went out and played the back nine that may stand out for the rest of his career. Uh, Ended up birding five holes in a row to... Uh, start the back nine, shot a 30 on the back nine. So uh, roughly a little over three strokes a hole if you're doing at the law of averages there. And that was, I believe, tied for the best back nine in a Sunday major final in golf history. So if you're going to win a title, that's how you do it. And Jeff, I know I've said before, I'm not a big gambler. I did happen to look at the odds before they played Sunday and Cam Smith was plus 1200. And I thought, you know, Just put a that dollar. may not be a bad idea. And I didn't do it. And I should have, <laughs> but as, uh, Cam Newton says, hindsight's 50, 50. So that is, uh, <laughs> hindsight's 2020. Yeah. Uh, the joke there for those of you who don't know me, I'm a big fan of Ken Cam Newton's yogiisms. He's got all these cliches and sayings that aren't quite, how the uh, the English language drew them up initially, but he still rolls with them anyways. So just make sure you don't ruffle the lion's feathers. <laughs> yeah. The, anyways, you could take that one for what it's worth right there. But uh, Jeff, anything else you want to touch on while, while we're here? Otherwise I think that might, might do it for this week. I don't think I have anything. Just we're, we will be getting rolling. Uh, I know soccer has started both girls and boys in Carson, I would assume that they have it. Douglas as well. Uh, football and I, is starting to get mm-hmm. rolling. Um, obviously, volleyball as well. So all of our fall sports are rapidly approaching. Yeah, those summer camps are going strong. And uh, a little quick Giants update: they go seven and two going into the All Star game. So a little little mojo uh, coming into the All Star break. A lot of Giants fans thinking, you know, we maybe we don't need the All Star break this year. We should keep playing. We should keep playing. You so. had some weird things happen. <laughs> Yeah, uh, knowing baseball, you take your four days off. <laughs> well, and, and and a win is a win, but how you accomplished one of those wins recently, 
interesting. Are you talking about the six runs in the bottom of the ninth? Or a balk? Oh, yeah, that works too. Yeah, mm-hmm. a win is a win. Yeah. Hey, however we get yeah, it. Yeah, a win's a win. You know, sometimes you hit three home runs in one inning off uh, one of the best pitchers of baseball, and then other times they balk, and that's how you score the game winning run. Baseball is a funny sport. Yeah, I hadn't heard that one before, but <laughs> sitting here at the very table that I'm sitting at, and I say, they did what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Almost as good as a Bach off. It was in the bottom of the eighth, so right, it was not right, a Bach off, right. but still uh, ended up being the winning run regardless. So, Does a pitcher ever live a Bach off down? Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's much worse things you could do, in my opinion. It's, uh, I guess it depends on when, right? Yeah, right. You, Obviously you, in the World you Series. Bach in the game-winning run in June, I don't think anybody cares right. versus Bury yeah, that in, one. in the playoffs. Yeah, or an elimination game. It'll it'll stick with you, I imagine, much, much longer there. But thanks again to today's title sponsor, Double J Auto NV in Gardnerville. You can find them online at www.doublejautonv.com. You can also check out my producer's work at www.instantimage.com. As always, thanks to Jeff for his editing assistance and production assistance on that side of things. You can find me on Twitter at Carter Eckel, which is E-C-K-L. And, of course, all of our work online at NevadaAppeal.com and RecordCourier.com. That's going to do it for episode 35. Thanks for listening. Thank you guys for sticking with us this far. And we will catch you guys next week. Take it easy. Take it easy.